fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. Today, we're thrilled to have a rock star in the world of commercial real estate, Carla McGee from Arizona with us. With a finance background and a knack for optimizing profits, Carla has risen as a top commercial agent, breaking down barriers in the traditionally male-dominated industry. So all right, ladies, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. I'm so excited today to have you in here. I'm super excited to be here. It's I, been forever, I feel like. It has. Yeah. So we were just talking. We've been trying to get um, her on the podcast for like over <laughs> a year. And I'm trying to think. Like, So we've been doing this for eight years now. I do not think we've had another commercial agent on Moms in Real Estate. Wow. I, I mean, can't think of, I've actually, I just thought of one. Okay. And it was a long time ago. So we're going to talk all about commercial real estate, which a lot of our audience is like women that are actually thinking about getting into real estate too. So mm-hmm. I know this is something like when people are going through school, they're like, do I do new home sales? Do I do resell? Do I do, you know, commercial? And so I think this is really great for them to get a good insight into like what the heck it looks like. Right. I, th- I think so too, because it's definitely a niche within the real estate realm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, what's it like being a female in the commercial, the commercial Well, realm? your balls better be as big as theirs are. Like. <laughs> Let's hope they're not. <laughs> well, and like, I teach a lot of classes to the residential agents yeah. um, all over the place, title companies, brokerages. And one of the things I tell them is that th- those guys smell blood in the water. They're yeah. sharks. Uh-huh. And they can, then it's certain language that you use that we don't use. It's all kinds of things. And as soon as they sniff it out, oh, yeah, you're You're done. You're done. Oh, my gosh. I've had other agents, like, after my class go, oh, my God, you're so right. Like, my husband and I have another business, and I thought I would get our space, and it was awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. I know. It's true. Well, so, like, what is, tell us, like, we'll get into, like, all of that good stuff, too, Mm -hmm. but tell us, like, how did you get into commercial real estate? Did you always, did you go straight there, or did you spend time in residential? I Spent a brief second in residential. I so I had so my background mm-hmm. is I have a business degree. I have a focus in finance. Okay, and I was a I was a good Seattle corporate girl, right? I mm-hmm. went to the University of Washington. Go Huskies! I'm so sorry about this weekend, but um, <laughs> I worked for Boeing. I worked for Microsoft, and then I had my kids, uh-huh. and um, it just it wasn't it wasn't where I wanted to play anymore, right? Yeah. Like the cubicle was kind of my coffin. I loved traveling and mm-hmm. everything, and that wasn't conducive with a newborn and a husband that also traveled yeah so we were actually doing like flips and kind of things like that as like a hobby and I was like well I was not very happy with um with my agents at the time yeah um partly because they didn't understand like my investment goals and things like that and I'm Mm -hmm. like what if I took what I love about my career and put it into what I love about my hobby and like 
put it together. Like, what would that even look like? Yeah. And so I started doing investment sales. Okay. Right. And that's that started like, so yes, it's residential, but it, there's a focus on like investments and what does this look like for a flip and the ARV and all that. Um, what's your bottom line? What's your ROI? And then that turned into small multifamily sales, which then turned into large multifamily sales, which then turned into commercial. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. I love that. I talked to like barely anyone that goes down that route. Yeah. So it was a progression, but it was yeah. a really natural progression. Yeah. How long have you been in real estate now? Uh, since, well, doing commercial since 2014 and okay. then my previous flipping and stuff, I wasn't licensed. I was just doing it on my own. Okay. Yeah. So would you, do you feel like you'll always stay in the commercial realm or do you feel like you'd go back to residential ever? Um, I still do some residential for like some of my old clients. Um, you know, the small multifamily is considered residential. So I still do some of that, but I don't know if I would ever leave commercial like a hundred percent, but here's the thing. Like, I think sometimes people look at the commercial world and like look at the suits and some of these big commissions and stuff and are like, wow, that's super sexy. Yeah. And it's like, man, you could make more than I do doing great residential as yeah. well. Like uh -huh. don't, don't let the, you know, the flashy suits fool anybody. Well, like, so walk us like through, like, how did it start out when you first got into commercial real estate? How did you build your business? I built it through like through the investment side of it. Okay. Right. So just learning how to talk to investors. I went to like investment um, networking and meetup groups a mm -hmm. lot. And by just being myself and knowing what I'm talking about in terms of finances mm -hmm. and um, how to how to evaluate those in, in like I said, in terms of ROI and cap rates yeah, and things and like that. And your background like set you right up. Right. It did. And then I can kind of like tout that too. And so. Yeah. That is just kind of what set me apart because especially in Arizona, everybody knows a realtor. You throw a rock and you know a realtor. So many of us. Right. So even at these investment groups, there's handfuls of them there. I'm mm -hmm. not the first person that ever thought, hey, I should go network at investment groups. Yeah. But just by having organic conversations and, yeah. and just being myself, then mm -hmm. that, that started building that business. You have to have a leg up in the commercial um, industry too because I feel like for a lot of people, you go to these networking meetings mm -hmm. and it's so like gross feeling mm -hmm. and everyone's just out for the next deal where yeah. I feel like you are more relational and like you're going to network, but you're connecting with people where they're probably not used to that. Right. Like it, it sometimes and, you know, and this is this is our industry. And yeah. so we know this too. We, we have a bad reputation sometimes of yeah. being like used car salesmen totally. or like snake oil salesmen. And how many times you hear people talk about realtors. I mean, the whole, the whole antitrust lawsuit is basically a, about people feeling like they had the wool pulled over their eyes or they were being sold to. Yeah. So that was the first the first piece of it was mm -hmm. just don't talk to people like they're a walking dollar sign. Mm -hmm. Talk to them, you know, at, at, at what they want to talk about, whatever, whatever yeah. niche that is. And, and just for me, it was about the finances of their flips. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like what you're passionate about. So it's easy yeah. conversations. Totally. Yeah. I love that you put it like that. I think sometimes, um, there's, I mean, I still go to events where mm -hmm. I'm like, gosh, it just feels so slimy in yeah. here. But I feel like that's why I love creating rooms is like, that is mm -hmm. like, leave that shit at the door. Like yeah. we're here to build relationships and it's yeah. not about that. And honestly, when people just like, put that mentality away and they're just getting to know people. There yeah. is so many like, just like opportunities, even outside of business, just in life that you can like, right. when you meet somebody that come from it, you know? Right. 
Well, and I think if we look at our career at, from a perspective of helping people, yeah, helping whether that's their first investment, which is super exciting for me, yeah, um, or you know their first large investment or anything anything in between, like your the paycheck comes from the help from helping people. But yeah. if you look at people like like they're a deal, like they're a paycheck, mm-hmm. like they're they're they can feel that they yeah. can sense that. I can feel that all oh, the time yeah. when someone does that to yeah. me. How often have you been like on a car lot and you can like you can like I won't you can even feel go. their presence. You can feel yeah. them like staring at you across oh. the room. Like even like I go yeah. in this and I feel bad sometimes. I'm like I know they're just doing their job, but when yeah. you walk in a store and they like a furniture store or whatever, right. and they're just like come right up to you and you're just like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, right. I'm good. Yeah. I just don't want to deal with Well, that. right. Cause even if like you need help, you're like, I really don't like that sofa. And if they had it in gray, I'd buy it. But I'm so afraid to like ask because I don't want to be like, like, what run down am I right. going to get? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. So it's like, remember how that feels and then don't, don't do treat that. people like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> right. I know. So tell us like about mm-hmm. being a mom and juggling your career. Well, so I'm not only a mom, I'm a single mom. Yeah. And so I um, share custody with my Mm ex-husband and how long ago. So real quick, how old are your kids and how long have you been divorced? So my oldest will be 14 this month and my youngest will be 11 next month. Okay. So we divorced last year finally, but we were separated for about two years prior to that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is hard. Yeah. I mean, it was, is, it's all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I have really leaned into as a woman um, is embracing my tribe and my yeah, village 100%. and creating that. Yeah. Because how many times have you told somebody like, if you need anything, please let me know. And you mean it. Yeah. You really do. But uh-huh. do they ever reach out and yeah. they're like, girl, can I, can I drop these crazy kids off for a cup of coffee yeah. or something? And you would totally do it. But like, as women, we think if I show any kind of vulnerability or weakness that I need a freaking minute or I'm going to lose my mind, mm-hmm then like I'm weak now. Yeah. And you know, we like, we've been taught that we should do it all. It's like, we've created this culture of women Yeah, and we've taught them like, you're amazing and you can do everything a man can do and you can, but then you took on all the old burdens as well. Yeah. And you're actually like, if somebody offers to help you, like mm-hmm. you not allowing them to help you is actually mean. Yeah. Like, I have to tell myself that. Cause I, I have friends that it's really hard for them to let me help them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, Drop your kid off at my house. It's fine. They're going to play with my kids. Yeah. It's usually no big deal, but we make it a really big deal to ask for help. Right. Somebody told me that when I had my first son was like, you have got to be okay with getting help. And I feel like, thank gosh, because it just, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. And I've always asked for help. I remember one of the very first moments. It's so clear. Mm -hmm. I'm in the grocery store parking lot Mm -hmm. and I am juggling probably a baby and a toddler or, or a baby and a pregnant belly or and like Costco size car and I am like I am struggling yeah it is obvious yep and this man stops and he was like can I help you Mm -hmm. and I I went no you know what yes please Uh please thank you yeah he did he like loaded my dog food into the back of my SUV and stuff and I was just like thank you so much but my first instinct was like I got this no I got it I can do it I didn't have it it was obvious it was obvious to the world I'm surprised the whole world wasn't like this girl needs help yeah she's like I was like ready to cry yeah Yeah. and I think everyone listening can think of 
an exact situation uh-huh. like that, I can. So many times it was in a grocery store parking lot yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I hated that. Or how many times <laughs> are you like trying to reach the top shelf and you have a crying kid in the cart or yeah. like, you know, you're about to break your neck trying yeah. to reach the last ranch dressing or, or whatever. the worst is when nobody asks you if you yes. need help. I'm like, I tell my kids, if you ever see yeah. a person struggling, like I mainly talk about like, you see a woman struggling yeah. or a helper. Yeah. She's cold and you have a jacket, you give it to her. That's <laughs> right. But I mean, we should also like stop and look around and be like I know hey excuse me Mr. Tall sir mm-hmm. do you mind grabbing this like yes. I mean we shouldn't like be afraid to. yeah I agree yeah it's such good advice but it's it's vulnerable and that's it's really hard for most of us yeah mm-hmm. I know you gotta exercise that it gets easier I think so I think the more you do it the easier it gets and that's how I've made some of like my very best friends in the entire world I would consider them my sisters and it's literally because we just took each other up on our genuine offers to help each other yeah you know I saw something the other day on Instagram and it was like I want to find more friends that I can like go grocery shopping with and like just do dumb stuff with (laughs) them like you know what it's actually something that's like a really good thing to like adopt because those are shitty times nobody wants to go grocery shopping but like you can make it like a an experience where you are bonding with a friend you haven't seen for a while I've done it have you I've no, I've never, You've never like gone grocery shopping. I have no, gone to fries kinds of weird with my stuff. best friend. Okay. Like we have literally gone grocery shopping together. I've made fun of all the food she puts in her cart. Yeah. She makes fun of all the food I put in my cart. And then I should make it like a weekly date with my yeah. best friend or at least monthly. Like, you know, let's make a menu together and a meal plan and then like go stroll down I've the aisle prepped with my friends. I've done that too. Or That's like actually, freezer meals. And yeah. Stuff. Like we all come with like a meal like that. Yeah. We're going to like I'm going to prep like tacos or whatever. Yeah. But I buy enough for us to all yeah. prep and then they do theirs. And yeah. Then we all like exchange. All I've done that. It is definitely like way funner because it's it's just taking right. something that's no fun. Yeah. Well, right. So and meal prep, like talk about like surviving. It's like a, a full time career and then mm-hmm. a single mom. Meal prep saves my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would probably weigh 3000 pounds if I didn't meal prep. I know. And like never know what I'm going to eat. Yeah. yeah. So what do you meal prep? What's your favorite? One of my favorites is like, so I take lunch to work like yeah. every day. And um, I use it's usually I love Mediterranean like style food, like feta cheese and calamata olives. Mm -hmm. And so I'll do like a big batch of quinoa. Yeah. And then I'll do like a, you know, lemon type vinaigrette, um, some bell peppers, some cucumbers, some tomatoes. Sounds so good. Right. Feta cheese. Uh It's sitting out in my car. Is it? (laughs) Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach. And we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. If you're a real estate agent and host client appreciation parties at your house, did you know that your business can actually pay you rent personally for up to 14 days per year and it's completely tax-free to you and it's a huge business deduction on your business that can save you thousands of dollars in taxes. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. Here's what I found. I don't know if you find like just being like busy and on the go. Like I eat at home. I try really hard to plan my days to where I'm at home eating because there's like I can't have it in my car because then like you didn't mention chicken or anything, which you could have called chicken. I do usually garbanzo beans. I'm dumb because I keep meal prepping (laughs) stuff that needs to be heated up. 
Oh, <laughs> I know. No, mine's like portable. And then in my car, I stock like beef sticks and things oh, like yeah. that. I actually, I'm like, where's my bag right now? I've had two beef sticks today because I'm right? driving around like yeah. crazy. Beef jerky. Yeah. I tried kale chips because I really want to be like a kale chip kind of yeah. gal, but it just doesn't ever seem to work out. For I me. actually I'm always like, just saw gross. something that said like kale's basically bullshit. I have no idea if it's accurate, yeah. but I was like, what? And I, it was like basically this whole like marketing thing that happened. Really? Yeah. I love kale. Don't yeah, get I me do wrong. Too. I, especially like in soups that go in the crock pot because it's so like sturdy Yeah. versus spinach that just kind of disintegrates. Yeah. But like I have tried to like kale chips and I just cannot. You just don't. No. I don't mind them. I'm like, I'll put yeah. it in my mouth. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like I think the ones I tried, they were supposed to be ranch flavored and they just weren't like ew that enough. sounds gross okay yeah there's um my seven-year-old tends to do this often but we we're at the grocery store and he pulled out he's like I love seaweed I'm like you like seaweed and he's like yes so I'm like are you a hundred percent sure he's like yes I love it so I got this thing of like 12 stupid little seaweed packs and they were teriyaki I noticed when I got oh, home oh no so gross. I'm like, who so wants bad. seaweed for one? And who wants teriyaki seaweed for two? I think <laughs> like, it's an age thing. Cause my daughter did that around that age too. Did she? I bought her the whole thing and then she ate one. She was like, just kidding. I'm like, sorry, dude, you're eating That's right. every day until it's gone or you're paying me the 10 bucks it costs. I'm trying to do that too. I'm like, yeah. you're going to waste it. Like you got to pay me. Right. We had the girls and I had a family meeting, um, the three of us at the beginning of the year and I got out a whiteboard and went over our finances. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because I what want a good lesson. For yeah. Them. I want them to be part of it because they are part of this yeah. family. They are part of the expenses of this family Yeah, and to really think about some of the things they're doing. So like something like that. So when we have the conversation mm -hmm. like, okay, we're trying to save $5,000 for this vacation by yeah. the end of the year. Is this something you really need? Or, you know, could, like we talked about packing lunches we talked yeah. about when I pack their lunch why aren't they eating everything and do they realize that that's a waste of food my older daughter goes okay is this the time to, to, to be honest with you and tell you I'm not going to eat the vegetables you pack and I was like yes I appreciate it I then, love that yeah. I literally had this conversation yeah. this week with my kids I'm like do you guys throw your food away or are you yeah. actually eating right. all of it I was like, nope, this is the exact time yeah, to talk about all of it that. Is. Yeah, because no, I'm not going to pack it if you're not going to eat it. Well, and it's like 500 bucks a week at the store. It's crazy. Yeah. You're like, listen, you right. got to eat this. Yeah. And that's just us trying to be good moms, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like trying to pack you carrots and apples and cucumbers. And if you're just going to throw them away, then I'm just going to put a freaking peanut butter and jelly in your I lunch know. and call it good. I know. I'm just going to give you what you're going to eat. You know what's been a game changer huh. for me for making lunches? This was like a struggle for me for a while. Like, what do I put in there? It's like those bento boxes. Like, they make me get, like, really creative with oh, healthy yeah. foods, and I love them. I've been doing that since my oldest was in kindergarten, yeah. since before they were, like, Instagram worthy or anything. Yeah. The Ziploc sells one that's three compartments, uh -huh. and they sell them in a three-pack at Target for, like, a few dollars. Oh, that's good. And yeah. here's what I – I'm so cheap. <laughs> I'm so cheap with certain things things sometimes yeah. and the bento box I think they're like 35 bucks I'm like I'm not buying a 35 dollar yeah. lunch insert thing and then I'm like this is the best 35 dollars oh yeah aren't those insulated though too yeah yeah these are just like like literally ziploc plastic yeah but yeah but oh I mean they've lasted she was she's in eighth grade now yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah all right so let's okay. get back to um what do you do for fun Outside of meal prepping. <laughs> Outside of meal prepping. And teaching and, your kids finances. And teaching my kids finances. Which is probably fun for you. It is actually fun mm -hmm. for me because that's my background and I geek out over that stuff. And yes. I feel like it's empowering raising daughters and putting women out into the world. You're welcome that there's more of me going out there. But, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for fun. Okay, let's see. Um, I love paddle boarding. Oh, me when too. When it's not freezing ass cold outside. 
Um, I live near the Salt River, so just kind of jump over. We did a real estate. um, So Sharp Chen does uh, paddle boarding. (gasps) We talk about creating rooms a lot, and like so, Sharp is so great because she like loves to hike and she loves to go paddle boarding, and so she puts together a realtor meetup in the summer. Yeah, and we. Show up at 5 a.m. at the river and paddle down. I love it. It's so fun. I'm down. Next time Next I go, time. I'm telling you. When it finally hits like over 95 degrees. Because yes. I'm a very fair weather paddle boarder. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm a fair weather everything. Like, today's terrible. I agree. <laughs> like how does anyone live anywhere by Arizona? It's freezing I don't here. know. I'm like there's a reason I live here and this is not it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I work out. I love Pilates. Nice. So I do Pilates. Um, I do it privately with a gal. Um, work out um shopping you mm-hmm. know all the other usual fun stuff but dating. i think this is this is our ooh dating <laughs> okay so dating me about, sucks yeah, by the way it has to suck like i feel yeah. like how dating right now would be so hard so how do you find somebody i don't even know if, if you figure it You're out all, let me know, know. Yeah, <laughs> i really don't like i've tried apps they're weird um like I'm at this weird age, I feel like, where I take really good care of myself. Yeah. And a lot of men my age have not. Yeah. They got hit by a middle-aged bus. Oh, but yeah. yet they still think that I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, honey. <laughs> um, you are not rich or cute enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like the, guy, like the guys of my age and older. And then they're very, like, aggressive. Like, they know exactly what they want. And, oh. like, I, not to toot my own horn. Yeah. I realize I'm a catch, right? I'm yeah. smart. I have a lot going for me. I own my own house. Like, yeah. Things that That's okay to compliment yourself. Well, thank you. Yes. But, like, and so, like, they're, like, rawr. Like, and I'm, like, wow, you need to, like, I'm not getting married tomorrow. Like, yeah. you need to calm down. Uh-huh. So then I date younger. Uh-huh. And that's fun. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, I'm in a different place than they are. And, yeah. You know, and then, you know, being very vulnerable, I'm, like, why does a 35-year-old want to date a 46-year-old woman? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it just feels odd sometimes. But yeah. Honestly, I'm just out trying to have fun and yeah. see what that looks like. Yeah, and, you'll figure it yeah. out. And if I hear any good advice, <laughs> you know what I always or know like, any cute guys. I always tell anyone single, I'm like, I know I feel like this is like the place to meet like guys, but go to Whole Foods. Whole Foods? Like I feel like there's always like random guys walking by themselves who, you know, I don't know. Well, they're not talking to me. But no, I, don't, I, I like to go out like to cigars with my friends and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And I, I watch tons of sporting events, um, concerts. Yeah. Basically, I'm just out living my best life. And if That's, someone would like to fit into that puzzle piece. Then yeah. You're sure. like, listen, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, right. I'm look a lot of fun. Right. But you got to bring a lot to the table, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. You have good standards. Yeah. Well, I have two girls watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what do you feel like your biggest struggles have been um, with balancing work and being a mom? Um, I feel like my biggest struggle is making time for myself, actually. Mm-hmm. I am really good at making time for them mm-hmm. and having boundaries around that. And uh, making like I wake up at 430 in the morning, Mm -hmm. not because I love waking up at 430 in the morning. It's so that I can shower and stuff so Mm -hmm. that I can be there for them to wake them up at like six or whatever that looks like that day, you know, with the same love and kisses that they would get from like a stay at home mom or, you know, if I didn't like I don't like that feeling of like trying to rush them out the door and I cook them breakfast every morning. Yes. But like, would I love to sleep in? Yeah. Till six instead. Yeah. So like I have a really hard time finding time for myself mm-hmm. um, and like I think, trying to put myself first sometimes. Yeah. I think that a lot of people can relate with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it is. It's hard. Like, I do the same thing. I, like, get up and try to get, like, my stuff done. Mm-hmm. To, and I always, I'm a big advocate of, like, you've got to have a good breakfast for them. Yeah, same. And it's funny because I don't even have a good breakfast. I'll make this, like, <laughs> beautiful breakfast. I'm so proud. I put it down. I'm like, I'm going to make a protein smoothie. <laughs> right. I know this morning I made them, like, egg sandwiches. Uh-huh. Like, it had, like, ham and egg and cheese on their favorite bread. And I think I scarfed down a hard-boiled egg. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it just is sometimes, yeah. you know. I'm always like how do I get because I have to put all this stuff in my smoothie yeah. and I'm like how else am I going to get that in my body if it's not through a smoothie right exactly <laughs> but I think then too it's just like you know um like I said c- carving that time out for myself and I think every mom struggles with that whether yeah. she stays at home with her kids because then she feels like she has to constantly be with them and taking care of them mm-hmm. because she's blessed to be able to stay at home or whether you work because then the guilt is well then I'm away from my kids yep and it's like but you know I, and then you get work guilt when uh, you're yeah. like not working it's yeah. the worst it's like I think it's you I don't think anyone arrives there I've never met no. anyone that's arrived there no well and I feel like as commission-based em- employees whatever you want to call it yeah there there's the extra struggle of if I don't work I don't make income yeah like I have no sick time yeah I have no salary yeah I have no anything yeah so and I try and explain that to them if like girls if I don't work then I, then we don't live. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, so being a commission-based employee, I feel like has... You feel it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely and, more and stress. And, like, I know how much we deal with hustle culture just in the residential world, and you probably deal with it at a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so it is, like, it's... It's honestly like exhausting watching well, the grind, 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 oh, grind. Oh, it's, it's a constant grind and it can get to you. And like in a commercial, you guys can turn a deal in 30 days. Mm-hmm. If your client is like, I love this house, I want it today. And like, you're great. Your closing date's 30 days later. Some of our stuff takes years to close. Yeah. Oh, literal years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I put that under contract 18 months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And we still have to extend on it. So it's because, you know, of reasoning or whatever. Oh, so much patience. And then it could still fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. I still may never get paid on that. Yeah. A lot of time you're giving What's like a good amount of transactions for you to have going on at one time? For me to just to for myself. Yeah. Like what do you feel good with? Yeah. At w- so I can't look at it at one time because like right now I have like 10. Yeah. But they're they're all over the board. Yeah. Um. I'd say for me, like per year, uh-huh. I like to close about 30 transactions a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's um, it's always interesting because it's like people can like measure themselves so much against other people. Yeah. That's why oh, I like to ask like for you. like is what a do you- thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got, um, my friend was, t- uh, called me yesterday and she was talking about, um, somebody asked her like, well, what what's enough for you? Right. And she's like, can, just marinating on it. And she's like, I feel like this is the hardest question. Yeah. And she's like, it's like really like made her like go deep. I don't know if there is enough. Mm-hmm. Be, like, and because of that hustle, because of that grind, because in the back of my mind, that could mean this year is good, but next year is bad. Yeah. And so I struggle every December. And like my best friend laughs at me every, every flipping December because we slow down. Yeah. Right. Like uh-huh. it's a very natural slowdown for the year. Yep. Um, for, from a commercial perspective, because like your business taxes are all wound up. You can't close anything by January anyway. Like, you know, all your planning starts January and beyond. Um, 
And so there's a lull and the lull makes me panic. Mm -hmm. And I hate that feeling. I know. And so I try and like psych myself and like, okay, I need to do like my marketing planning for next year and um, do some of my business planning for next year and just know that it'll come. Mm -hmm. But every year I start complaining to her and she's like, and every year you do this and every year your phone starts ringing again in January. Thank God she's there to help oh, you. God, she, she, that's, that's why I participate in dry January and not dry December. Okay. Because yeah. like, is there I would such thing as dry December? <laughs> no, we could make that a thing. No, I don't know if anybody would thing. join us. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not even joining you in dry, dry January. I'm doing damp January. I would, it would be like dry, but with a chance of showers. Yeah, like. <laughs> with a chance. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna do a five day fast on the twentieth, and oh, I'm like, there's you? like five days, like right there. It was like good. Did you do it? I'm doing it on the twentieth. Oh, this twentieth. Yeah, I was like, you were up. doing that like before Christmas. So I say a five day water fast. Okay. I think I'll make it three, which I will be mm -hmm. so proud of myself if I make yeah. three, but I really want to shoot for five because day four and five is supposed to be like really like crazy. It's hard. I've done it. Yeah. I'm <clears> probably going to want to die, but my, my piece of advice is to eat a lot of fat before. Okay. Like I'm talking like ribeye steak because the fat is what keeps you satisfied and okay. kind of stays in your body the longest, like fat and protein. Oh yep. yeah. That's really good advice. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. gonna take you up on it. Do it. All right, let's um let's wrap it up with okay. a piece of advice. If you if somebody is listening and they're thinking about getting into commercial real estate, what is one piece of advice you'd give them? To go into commercial real estate, mm -hmm. well, my first piece of advice would be be prepared to not make any money for over a year. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and that's a really good expectation mm -hmm. to tell a new agent. Yeah, because like I said, with residential, if even if your uncle buys a house, like yeah. you could probably get a paycheck within 30 days. Mm -hmm. That's not a thing yeah. in commercial. And you don't know many commercial people. Like yeah. you just don't. It's not a, like a sphere of influence like you kind of have in residential. Mm -hmm. It's really like how would you market yourself as an expert in this area um, and know nobody? Yeah. Yeah. And my other piece of advice would be to get on like a really good team. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's uh, it's more unique than residential because like our teams look a lot different. Like think of like CBRE. Everybody sees their signs, right? Yep. They don't. That was the name I was trying to think <laughs> of. <laughs> they don't run as teams. Like a lot of them take like draws for salary and things like that. And their splits are huge. Yeah. And whether it's your uncle or a lead they gave you, it's the same thing. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it's, it's just nuts, but like they can, they can feed you. Like yeah. they have a whole corporate system. Um, whereas someone like us, we're more boutique and we don't have a corporate system. And that's because a lot of us just have been doing this for so long. How many people are on your team? Oh, uh, there's less than 20 of us. Okay. I'd say producing probably five of us. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 20 and five. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's always it's it's like across 80, the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. That's so, so much fun. fun. A year in the making. I know. That was crazy. We finally did it. We did. Good, I know. Good to us. And now we're going to paddleboard as soon as it gets hot. <laughs> so like July. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. We're such wizards. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, thanks so much. Bye. Bye.
Hi, it's Kim and Whitney from Real Social Agent, and we love helping real estate professionals create social media content that helps them grow their business. If you're a real estate professional looking to save time and create more effective content, we're about to make your life so much better. You're amazing at what you do, and we're here to make sure everyone else knows that. From social media coaching to custom content creation, our job is to make you shine. Follow us on Instagram at Real Social Agent or download our free Reels 101 library at the link in the show notes. Thanks, friend, for listening to the podcast. We love having you in our community. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. Also, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Go follow us at Moms in Real Estate.